Music is considered one of the fundamental aspects of human culture. Whenever humans come together for any reason, music is there. On this episode of Shack Shack, I have the privilege of chatting with Mahalia, lead vocalist of the band Two Mile Hill. I must admit, feeling a bit fangirlish today. <laughs> I really enjoyed the work of the band and your production of Mahalia's Corner, which has been a refreshing thing. So welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll start with the present and then we can go back a bit. So talk to me about your new single, Talk to Me. Every every pun intended there. <laughs> so, uh, well, I think the, well, I, I was just going to say, I think the entire initiative um, and the spotlight across the, you know, the whole cross-section of people is wonderful. So tell me about the genesis of the project, your inspiration, your experience, and I guess your feelings about how it's been received thus far. Um, I guess I could start with saying that it, the intention of the song happened when the song was being written. Like it wasn't any prior um, idea that we had or that Buddy had beforehand. I was like, yeah, let me write about this. Um, what happened is that we we were in a creative period and mm-hmm. we had uh, we just scheduled a writing session with Buggy because we we love Buggy. We love his music. We think he's a phenomenal writer. And so we just, we really just got together and the vibe happened and just from having conversations with him and each other about life and the world and, you know, our thoughts on things and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, like organically, when we started writing the song, it just, that's just where it went. And, um, and I think that that is the beauty of it too. It wasn't preconceived or Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Then came like we wrote the vibe just flowed and and the song again just organically and naturally came to be and um, after that Andre aka Black Man Chant he <laughs> he had he had the idea that the production of it would be really really good for um, the group Fisherman Project out of Trinidad to work with because they did songs. With people like John Yard, um, okay. they generally have an inspirational, uplifting kind of um, style approach. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, they actually did um, voices songs. The last two songs that he won the Soka Monarch with, they okay. actually produced okay. those also. Yeah, so um, Andre felt like that would be a good fit for the mm-hmm. vibe and the message and all of that. The song and and they when we all got together. It just came out. It, I can ask for it to come out better than it did. So to get the reception that the song got, like starting there from production has just been phenomenal. No. <laughs> yeah. As it comes down to all the recipes. Yes. I.e. Um, COVID-19 and coronavirus mm-hmm. business is kicking off. Like we actually started, we, we wrote this song, first of all, in 2017. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in 2017. And there were times on more than one occasion where we were thinking about releasing it. Mm-hmm. And for one reason or the other, we decided not to do it at any of those other points beforehand. And so we started, we decided we were going to do it this year for sure. Mm-hmm. And we started um, recording the music video. Like we came up with the idea and recorded the music video 
um, early in the year, just before Naniki Jazz Festival, which okay. is where we actually debuted the song live. That would have been the first time we played it in its entirety for a live audience before it was even released. Okay. And we started filming the video and going into the end of February, coming up upon the end of February, we started filming the video. We went off to Las Vegas um, for a short tour there. And when we came back, we wanted to finish it up. And that's right as all of the news the about coronavirus. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's where the chaos ensued. <laughs> and the final day of our, of our shooting was actually the day where the um, health emergency was issued and the shutdown happened. Okay. Well, spot on <laughs> yeah. then, spot on. I know. So it, like, there were just so many things that made it seem like it was just meant to be the way that it came out was the way that I was supposed to come out. Okay. So, I mean, I guess the, the, the other thing is I, I saw your post, you know, I saw the Talk To Me music video and I saw your post about your own personal struggles with anxiety. And, I, you know, I want to say that that is true bravery, you know, and Thanks. I am so very proud of you, I have to say. <laughs> Thank um, you. I, I am, I am, truthfully. Um, then there's the Talk To Me mental health series, you know, kind of linked. I, I suppose to the <laughs> to the song um, and you know that's something that I feel is well overdue for Barbados as well so maybe you could tell me a bit about that that too uh, that actually <laughs> that actually happened pretty organically too like that just falls in line with the serendipity of it all because like just after <laughs> we released the video and we actually did the short series of highlighting some of the faces mm -hmm. from the yeah. video and letting people know who they are and whatnot. That's when the whole mental health cascade just kind of mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. um, and soon after, I was asked to be a part of um, a project by Ian Webster and Shane Jones, which is We Got This, which is a video that they just yeah. released recently. Mm -hmm. And it just followed on from that feeling of loving your neighbor and talking to them and being one Caribbean and we can get through this together, which just was like another kind of universe moment. Yeah, yeah. And a then, sign from the universe. <laughs> exactly. And then right after now, it lo and behold, it is mental health awareness month. It is, it is. Exactly. So that being said no. After having released my video, um, mm -hmm. so like people have already started reaching out after after we released "Talk to Me," which was very interesting because we weren't thinking about it from a mental health, health perspective. perspective. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so many messages came in even from right after we released um, "Talk to Me" all the way through all that other stuff that happened. That people started um, messaging a lot after I posted my my personal video mm -hmm. and it made me it made me realize that people really are dying to talk yeah, about they, this like they, they need are it. dying they need for it, it there. yeah and um with that the idea for it actually came from my very good friend tracy fowler who does mm -hmm. sunny side up and she was like i think that this would be a good idea for you to do and once again, immediately the anxiety level shoot through the ceiling. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, into the lion's den then. <laughs> exactly. But, but just as when I did the video, um, it just felt like it was so necessary and so important 
that the anxiety wasn't enough to stop me from going through with doing it. So after, after the decision was made that I would do it, then I reached out to people where that I figure would be good for people to talk to, which is why mm-hmm. I started with a Daisy because she's kind of like a veteran in the mental health um, yeah. talk and okay. mental health conversation. And she is one of the first people that have encouraged people to, to start the conversation. So I actually, the first one was with her and it was actually, it kicked off really well. And then this last one that passed, um, I spoke with Janelle Chase Mears, who, mm-hmm. right, right. Who's a mental health consultant. And I just feel it like, it, again, it's, it's very labor and conversational because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that kind of environment also allows people to feel a lot safer. Yeah. It's not any official thing. And, and it's been going well in that there are people that come into the live in the chat. And you, when you see the comments they make and the questions they ask, you know, yes, this was really necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you're really helping somebody and, you know, giving them a space to, to express exactly. themselves and maybe some or of their least, fears. Or at least to know that they're in a community and yeah. not just out on an island alone. Alone. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you did mention the Water Street Boys production of We Got This. You've been busy. I, I have watched the video and I find the whole virtual collaboration really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask if you think that post COVID-19, we'll see more of that virtual style of artist collaboration and if it'll like expand the reach of possible collaborations in the future. I mean, I, I could only hope. Um, what I do think is post-COVID-19 is not pre-COVID-19. And whatever mm-hmm. the world is going to be like when all of this clears up to a point where gears can start moving again, it definitely will not look like it did before this yeah. happened. True. So from that alone, I, I can foresee that there probably will be a lot more digital collaboration and people yeah. will realize that it's something that is very possible across the world, a lot more possible than we thought. Or yes, that we, it's true. We, mm-hmm. You know, something that we would have probably taken for granted. Yeah. Um, and also, you will probably, people, it will probably encourage artists to, to um, I guess, elevate themselves in their own space mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That, so that the product that they produce is of the quality and caliber that they're accustomed to or that are a level above what they were doing before like it's just an opportunity to to yeah. improve and to, to push grow yourself. that way yeah also but all i can say is that i hope so i hope that this that is happening right now this environment is kind of showing people that that unity their strength is unity and that's not just a cliche and <laughs> you know yeah, and, yeah. and there's a lot that can be done when we reach out to each other when we talk to each other and collaboration is definitely one of those things yeah so i guess you would say that you're you know optimistic about the the changes that may come to the industry in this quote-unquote new normal i i, I guess i just want to be optimistic about life in general about mm-hmm being and and just and the way the way that we get to positive um points in life is to is to see them yeah you know like you see before you try to foresee it and manifest it and do the things that you can do that you have control over to reach that point and 
if you go into a particular place and you want it to be positive, you gotta start wanting it to be positive. True, from true, <laughs> true. I, yeah, so makes sense to me. So going back to focus, I guess a bit more on you personally. Uh, there are many who believe there's power in a name, and Mahalia is a singer's name. You know, the same name as the <laughs> Queen of Gospel. So yeah. I want to talk a bit about your trajectory into a career in singing, and whether it's been something you always wanted to do, or maybe even have been, you know, destined to do. <laughs> yeah, you know they say that greatness is thrust upon some people. Um, <laughs> And I actually didn't like my name at first. And I, and I always knew that it was named after Mahalia Jackson. Jackson yeah. But mm-hmm. I felt it wasn't even anything about that. It was just the actual name and saying it <laughs> and people pronouncing it wrong. wrong. And, and I, like, I've never met another Mahalia and all these things. And I'm like, she's not. I should just be named Ashley or <laughs> Right? Uh, let me start there. But like, I always had a profound respect and love for Mahalia Jackson, especially because growing up in my house, like we had Red Diffusion. <laughs> and really taking us back there, Mahalia. But um yeah, so I used to hear her all a lot on the radio and I say, Oh my god, this woman is just like <laughs> amazing, right? And as I and and even from then I was just, there was music was just in me like I used to sing everything hum everything my mom told me I used to make up my own things um so music was just something that was in me I guess from birth or before birth or whatever well, probably yeah, webby is me before <laughs> right <laughs> and um it was always something that I had to do it wasn't even a thought it was just mm-hmm. like breathing always singing always singing always singing um but as I grew up more and more and I noticed that being a singer also came with being a celebrity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being a celebrity was very people. It was like a very invasive and intrusive kind of life where people are always in your business and you yeah. had to be particular ways because this is what a celebrity or artist or a musician or whatever is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like a life that wasn't for me. Yeah. And so I would just enjoy my singing whenever or wherever else I could sing at church, at home, at school, school concerts, whatever the case is. And um, and then that being said, I went all the way through school and I went to UE and all of that, not ever expecting that. I would that end is, up doing mm-hmm. music professionally. Yeah. And um, I even met the guys from the band at UE. And that's when we actually started playing music together, like as we were about to leave UE. Mm-hmm. And we were just doing it because we loved it. And we all were doing <laughs> degrees, pursuing degrees and all that kind of thing. Yeah, like I mean, computer it's science true. I remember that. I remember the computer science. <laughs> all of that there. So <laughs> nobody ain't thinking we train, like we're going to end up being mm-hmm. professional musicians. We just love to play some music. Let me get together and play music. And and I'm not sure when it happened for them, but after we, just after we graduated and I went for a job interview um, with a company that it looked like, and I didn't want to blow my own horn, but it looked like I was about to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will say it this way every time I say it, um, it's like God, like, stop me in my mm-hmm. tracks. Mm-hmm. And tell me clear, and it was almost as clear as actual voice or actual bell. Another thing that sounds like a cliche, but like I don't know how else to, to describe. To it. It's like a, mm-hmm. 
bell went off in my head and a voice was like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. So like, it was like, you are supposed to be singing. Mm-hmm. Like it was so clear. It was so clear. So I recommend somebody else for the job and I get and I walk out. <laughs> well, well, and I have not looked back. I, I agree. And I guess in some ways we have really benefited from that choice, you know, so kudos <laughs> to you. Thank so, you. So you've reached a place in your career or this destiny, you know, based on what you just told me, we can call it that, this <laughs> destiny. So, and you did mention, you know, some of the, the things you think about with regard to celebrity life and, you know, the challenges that come with that. So what do you see as the, the opportunities and the challenges of, you know, this public profile? Uh, the opportunity, all right, yeah, I guess I'm the opportunity. The opportunities are for me personally that I get to interact with and inspire other people and uplift other artists. That's something that I didn't know I needed in my life until I realized that is what I needed in my life. Because mm-hmm. um, even before Mahalia's Corner started, I was the type of person that would give somebody else encouragement mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like I think that's really important and even without thinking that's really important it's just something that I do naturally so having the platform now that I have as an artist puts me in a better position to do that and that's definitely one one of the big um opportunities that we capitalized on with Mahalia's Corner um apart from that there are other there are other things that are like being being able to meet work with chat Mm -hmm. with talk to other people in the industry or other industries that you never thought you would ever meet ever in your life yep right and and that's something that a lot of uh, that's opportunity that a lot of other people in other arenas don't get it's true so that's something that i'm definitely grateful for because over over my career so far I have met a lot of people <laughs> that, I would, that I would never have otherwise met probably, you know, yeah. and have been able to speak to them or perform with them or perform after them or before them, you mm-hmm, know, or, mm-hmm. or just be in the same you. room. So like, that's just something that, that I would be eternally grateful for that and being able to travel and see other parts of the world and, and introduce people to Barbados and stuff like that. Yeah. So in terms of your challenges with this public profile now, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, to be honest, it's exactly the same stuff that I was thinking about as mm-hmm. a young girl, not thinking that she wanted to sing professionally. It's exactly <laughs> the same. And that's interesting because that is in the 90s that I was thinking that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, 90s, on, it's like on steroids no. <laughs> And exactly, I know we in twenty twenty, and the world like is yeah. a whole other world. Uh huh. Same all issues. Yeah. Um. Definitely, what I would say is, I guess the level of right now, the level of notoriety that we're at, and the fact that we still live in Barbados protects us from from a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. to a level. Okay. Um. But. But even so, like, there are still the things, the expectations that come with being an artist. And, and for me, being a woman mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the music industry, like, I was hearing, <laughs> believe that I was hearing stuff like, you guys are about to be too old for this and all of that stuff before 2010. <laughs> wow. No, wow. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Before 2010, I was mm-hmm. already having to battle with 
the fear of of yeah. my my age being a detriment <laughs> to me uh, if 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 we don't get this and this to happen this mm-hmm, year this and mm-hmm. this to happen no immediately like wow. the chance is going to pass and, and you know and all these things that that kind of set you up for for almost for failure if if mm-hmm. you can if you if you if you're in a position where you're kind of already unsure yeah like if you that don't have that the strength can, to push back a bit exactly that could break a lot of people and mm-hmm. even the people that that push through are pushing through with all of this weight and concern mm-hmm. and worry on the shoulders you know yeah. some people anyway yeah and and stuff like that like the expectations of of me to be more feminine or more sexy you know because sex sells and yeah you can't sing um i i even had a situation where i had dreadlocks and i was told you can't sing pop if you got dreadlocks like mm-hmm. you can't sing can't sing alternative if you're black like all of these things right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and all that while i i was trying to just figure out who i was mm-hmm. as, as an artist you yeah know? yep so so it just like stuff like that kind of created a, a pool of confusion for me and it probably was instrumental in my anxiety growing mm-hmm. over the years you know? yeah yeah um apart from that the other the other big challenge is being from Barbados and being in Barbados and having to travel to perform or not getting particular work because we would have to travel and, mm-hmm. and the band is five people and has a lot of money and so economically it, it kind of was difficult and there were a lot of people that would be like, oh, why you guys don't just move to the States or whatever the case is. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, you know, that's, that, that was an option. We actually had a moment where we were in the States on a college tour for extended periods of time. But economically, again, the money that we would make over there would not be enough to sustain us living over there mm-hmm, and not being mm-hmm. and not being from there. And then also it was difficult to keep finding flights back and forth to Barbados, to the states, to Barbados, and there's places like Virginia, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> like we are going to Miami. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, no, that that's a real problem, a real legit exactly. challenge. <laughs> so, so stuff like that, and along with the fact that, like America is Barbados is like a drop in the ocean mm-hmm. inside of America, which means now this compared band, to the world, this artist, <laughs> this artist is now like a microscopic drop <laughs> in the ocean of artists that are in America, that are from America, that we would now have to compete with mm-hmm. not being from America. Yeah. So that is something that we still, that all I know is still got to navigate that, but know that the world is a lot more digital. It's not as, it's as not, okay. challenging. Okay. But that was something that we, that we had to navigate and decided that it made sense for us to try to continue on the U.S. college tour. Okay. Because, it, you know, financially. Yeah. They made sense. Okay. But we wanted to still create our music and, and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, th- those are some of the challenges. I mean, they're, they're big ones or small ones. And I could probably keep thinking <laughs> you know, more, more and more. But, you yeah. know, okay. that's just life. So Fair, fair enough. So, I mean, I have always admired how, you know, you've carved a space for yourself in this industry where differentiating oneself can be hard. And I mean, you kind of talked a little bit about some of that just now. So tell me what keeps you going. You know, how do you stay motivated and stay creative as an artist? Um, there are some times when creativity is definitely blocked on, like, 
don't don't feel like <laughs> don't feel like it's just be like you know just pouring out just pouring out there are definitely different things and different times that creativity is on a go slow for lack of a better way to put it but mm-hmm. there's for me there's just this eternal kind of light inside inside me that is my creativity like and i think is also my life force so like as long as i'm alive mm-hmm. it's gonna be there okay, okay. It, it's gonna be there so so whether it is um my visual art or music or whatever the case is dancing even even at the time is when i can't tap into it i know that it's there okay. um but apart from that like just just my experiences, other people's experiences, seeing seeing people live. Like I think my thing is like inter interpersonal relationships, people's relationships, the way that we talk and interact and mm-hmm. love and hate and you know, all okay. these things. Those yeah. are those are the things that I guess remind me that I'm alive and and also kind of fuel my creativity. I like on looking back at my thought processes and and stuff like with songwriting or even if i didn't write a song i was thinking about it a lot of the time it's definitely about people interacting with other people okay so if you mahalia had the power to change you know or to make a change to our local entertainment industry what would that be what what would that look like that's too hard a question to ah! answer, girl. <laughs> that is true for as much as I would love. I don't even know how I would answer it. It's very difficult to answer, but well, maybe, one thing. Mm-hmm, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say one thing that I feel <laughs> would encompass all the other things that I can think of mm-hmm. would be a general belief and respect for the in the people that make up the industry because mm-hmm. we talk about we talk about the industry like it's a thing that you can hold in your hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like a tangible that, <laughs> an entity that exists without the people that make it up actually we talk i just had a thought that we, we talk about countries that way too like this country and that country but a country is made up of people individuals mm-hmm. and the industry is made up of individuals so the people that are within the industry have to realize that it's all of we that's back in the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True. <laughs> and the people that are not in the industry need to realize that these people make up this industry and these people are Barbadians. <laughs> yeah. And they represent Barbados, whether they're in Barbados or not. And we want to uplift anybody who has to represent Barbados. Okay. So I feel if if there was a general respect and belief in the industry that it would it would cause the domino effect of respect for each person, for their mm-hmm. music, for okay. the way that we communicate with, with them and each other, the more encouragement and guidance. People would know that they can't pay we in exposure. You know, mm-hmm. like uh-huh, uh-huh. I hear you. I so hear I feel you. like that would be the thing, like the linchpin to like pull it all together, and then it would just improve and improve from there. That's what I feel okay. personally. All right, all right, I hear you. So undoubtedly, you will be remembered, you know, as a fixture in this 
list of Barbadian entertainers in the local entertainment industry that we just talked about. But how I would you? So. <laughs> but how would you like to be remembered? You know, you will be remembered. But how would you like to be remembered? <laughs> I I guess I feel I would. The best thing to to know that I would be remembered for would be that same uplifting of other artists. Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, is what I can do right now mm-hmm. in, like, to realize that thing that I would like to change that you just asked me about, that I just yeah, told you yeah. about. Show, kind of lead by example and show everybody what we have because Barbados got so much talent is now another cliche. That has become a cliche. I, and I'm people with just I hear saying, you. Truth, truth. Right? But again, they're forgotten that it is the truth. <laughs> so like when I can show when I can show the whole of Barbados, mm-hmm. like let Barbados, the entire population of Barbados understand and know and see what we actually have, that we can have our own thing here mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having to leave and come back. That's something like if that's something that I can forward because you can't just like I can't just expect that it can change all the way in my lifetime or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but if you I can could just move that trend yeah. forward and yeah. you can see some kind of change happening pretty positive I would like to, to people to look back and be like yeah boy Mahalia's will start that <laughs> 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 or Mahalia's like Mahalia had a big hand in this happening like that would be amazing for me. Well, then that is my wish for you then. So, <laughs> so lastly, a more serious question here. You know, mm-hmm. I take a lot of pleasure in like your hair and outfit choices, you know, often right. <laughs> and never know. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have a stylist or are you self-styled? You know, I'm just curious. I am most definitely self-styled. I have never really had a stylist. I've had people style me for one or two things individually, but mm-hmm. generally over my entire career i have been styling myself like mm-hmm. from the time we were before we were to Mel Hill, all the time back when just before we were even next six and stuff yeah yeah like you like i would just be i would just feel like i needed to stand out and be different even if even if my outfit choice was a little bit questionable at the time <laughs> you know or whatever the case is like i always felt like an artist like being an artist was supposed to be your your essential, your your permission to just be, be yourself, whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> to just be different and be bold and, and stand out, and so that was that's kind of just always was my my thinking, and so I would use what I had, my outfits from yeah. <laughs> from the beginning, and try to put them together in a way that nobody had never ever seen before, maybe in Barbados, or so that they would look around twice and be like, oh wait, she she's the same. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's always kind of been the, my outlook on it. I did go through a period of time, again, where I was receiving a lot of pressure mm-hmm. about having about the way I should look and the way that I should dress and and all that stuff. So, like, along with that, like it it would have it would have changed the way that I approached my um, the way that my image in general, mm-hmm. but. I would still try to find. <laughs> I was still trying to find little like rebellious. Yes, yeah, so ways that you can still express <laughs> yourself. I could kinda, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. Peek through the what I was being told, but also trying to be um, open to suggestions from from people that I believed at the time would have known better than me about mm-hmm. the industry and and all yeah. of that stuff. Um, but I was 
I was still able to keep that that thing, that thought in, in my in my mind that you just like as an artist, you're supposed to be able to express who you are on the inside. And and even if that doesn't look like what someone else thinks it should look like, don't matter because Demi the artist is you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fair enough. Got, good to know. And you gotta feel good. You gotta yeah. feel good whenever you look at yourself, when you look back at videos, where you look in the mirror before you leave home and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So that that's just it. And and I'm now coming actually now coming back to a place where I'm starting to feel like I have more expression to give in terms of my image and, and okay. whatnot and feeling and heading back now to my my afro roots mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't have dreadlocks i don't have dreadlocks again but like definitely back on a natural hair movement natural okay. hairstyles and try and the challenge of trying to make those stand out because when mm-hmm. i start because you will probably remember i had like colored hair yeah i remember um, all of those things just. right so <laughs> when when the decision came around to go back natural and, and wear my hair natural even when i was performing and not just you know, when you're home and you go protective <laughs> style. <laughs> um, the challenge for me became, and still is, and I'm still trying to find it, the way to stand out again mm-hmm. on the level that I was standing out when I had colored hair and mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. other things, but from a natural point of view. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at now, trying to figure that out. But I think I'm doing all right so far. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel doing good, man. I feel doing good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to spend with me. I look forward to seeing what's next for you and the band. So thank you again. This was fun. Yes, it definitely was. Thanks for reaching out. Like I think that what you're doing also is very important. So keep at it. Thanks. Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. <laughs> thank you so much. So have a good day. All right. You bye. too. Bye. bye.